0: This is a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and you're listening to the Wrestler Review.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestler Review. It's a solemn week here, two reasons: one, the original episode we recorded, Hammer Drunk, <laughs> did not turn out well, and I think that's good for both of us because I it do not—I a- don't remember the end of it. It was all screaming. It was you
2: <laughs> quietly almost being asleep and me yelling. You were passionate
1: about Mike Rotunda.
2: We, were, we did do an episode of Mike Rotunda because we are trying to be timely. And in our timely fashion, we are going to do an episode about a man who just died, so we're trying to capitalize on his death.
1: He'd be okay with that. George the Animal Steel. Let me say this I have had the most fun researching George the Animal Steel of any wrestler we featured on the show because this guy's backstory is the fucking best. Didn't dream of being a wrestler. Didn't grow up loving George Hackenschmidt and wanting to put on the wool <laughs> trunks. Didn't. Wasn't reared under the abusive knee of Vern Gagne saying, "You better run, or you know what? That makes you a woman, which is lower than a man." <laughs> he was a high school football coach who needed extra money in the summer, so he became a wrestler. Yep. You want to know who? Some people mow lawns
2: and George wrestles. <laughs> Here's what I like about George the Animal Steel, right? Uh, he was uh, trained by a man named Burt Rub. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly, did he just like be like, I want a wrestling trainer and
1: I want one with the silliest fucking name. <laughs> yeah. Hello, is this Gadzooks McGillicuddy? Uh, Gadzooks is dead, but his business partner Burt Rub can help
2: you <laughs> out. <laughs> let's see, let's throw this out there. Uh, how did he get his name George the Animal Steel? Like, how did he get the George Steel part? Because the- his name is, of course... Something Bill Myer?
1: Myers, Bill Myers, rival coach was named Jim Steele, and he took his name and then later told him, uh, I'm using your name. Although he claimed the story was he asked him beforehand, yeah. But the the guy Jim Steele was like, He did not ask, yeah. Why would you ask? You just take the name, yeah. Why would you ask? He, and this guy is very interesting. He's the last of the great sort of territory guys. He also, because he had money from another income, was a bit bulletproof. He was not the last. Abdul the butcher is still alive. Abdullah the Butcher, but it's in a different way. Uh, let me finish my point. And that he's okay. pretty much bulletproof in that because of being a high school teacher, he had a different pension, he had a different perspective on the business. and it yeah, was, he didn't like need it. He never needed it. it to the point that if you watch shoot interviews or watch him talk, he was very much against what Vince was doing. But went along with it because he was like, he was paying me. But he called him Vinny and was yeah. like, No, know who is here first, kid. i was outside the trailer when your dad was fucking your mom (laughs) so if you want i'll give you something to wash my back with some shampoo because it's hair like he was very and that's why he also worked as a. we'll get to it or just because he was a, a road agent in the uh the late 80s and early 90s after crohn's disease forced his retirement um which was built in and the reason partly why is that it was felt that he was a good bridge gap for a lot of the old school guys um uh, to come yeah. in and working under Vince it would blunt the reaction because they would respect him. The reason why that was is after working in Detroit, he worked under the Sheik, so he learned to work under the greatest scumbag that wrestling's <laughs> ever seen. Is the Sheik? I mean, the Sheik is for sure a scumbag, but the like Sheik, how much? The Sheik invented the I can't pay you tonight because the box office has been robbed to the point that people just assumed the box office was getting robbed every fucking week
2: fucking christ man
1: like the sheik destroyed like seven territories there's a conspiracy theory or like one of those like confluence of events mm-hmm. that the reason why one of the reasons why vince was able to expand so quickly is because the sheik who is big in michigan and in sort of the northern the northeast right next to vince that if he had still been because he was real that territory was really really big in the 70s and if that territory had stayed strong and not been killed by the sheik literally beating everyone and mm-hmm. the way he killed it I'll say in a second. But that's how territories work. I agree, but it would have boxed Vince in because what basically meant was Vince was able to get TV time immediately straight across the fucking northern border of the states all the way to Minnesota, yeah. which is a huge swath of land and a huge population base so that you're going to attract advertisers and then other markets are going to go, we want what that is because it already has all these different stations which if the Sheik hadn't been there, he may not have been able to expand in that way. I don't he, think it would have prevented him eventually. I don't think so
2: either because what all he did... like. Like all Vince did was pay for TV. Like he would go to TV stations and just
1: buy. Eventually, their that's what he, did. he didn't do that right. originally. It was also because he was in New York, so it also added legitimacy, and yeah. also was the advantage of all the wrestling paper or magazines were printed in New York, which very few people talk about. But that's what part of the reason why the wrestling magazines they were viewed as really, legitimate. Like yeah.
2: people can't really understand. But like when I was a kid, I thought for a time. Like I mentioned this on the Hulk Hogan thing. I learned what the uh, IWGP title was, and Japanese wrestling, because uh, in one of the after mags, when I was like eight, Hulk Hogan said, I'd rather have the IWGP title than the WWF title. And you're like, what? Yeah, exactly. And then they would have the rankings of like, because you would see WWF was the only thing I watched because it was in Canada, so obviously New New York, blah, 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 we get their stuff. Obviously, it was the early 90s and... Like WCW is mo- just mostly in the south, and uh, we and you would see rankings of WWF, you see rankings of WCW, and you would see names you recognized in the WCW rankings. And then so, the odd time you'd be like, see people you knew in J- Japanese rankings. Yeah, and that would you would see Vader, s- and you'd be like, what the fuck happened to Vader in WCW? Why isn't he there anymore? You see him in Japan,
1: or you also would see new names. Pardon me for yawning. Bringing it back old school. Haven't yawned on in the show in a while. No, yeah, you have. Oh, have I? Yeah. Uh, it also enticed you to follow wrestling more deeply because you'd look at those lists and it would say like USWA reckless youth and you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. who the fuck's reckless youth? <laughs> or you just see a photo of PG-13 being like, I got to know who these guys are.
2: Or yeah, like the- nat- Also,
1: by the way- Oh, j- oh yeah, Jamie Dundee. <laughs> For you guys don't know- uh, I introduced D- I was shocked that I had to introduce Dylan to who Jamie Dundee was. And the shit that that guy says. If you can explain to me what kayfabe is, I will jack you off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do
2: it. I'll use a glove. That's the it's best. It's like p- eating pizza through a, a box. box. It doesn't count. <laughs> count. <laughs> so good. And then he just says the N word a bunch. Oh my God, Jamie Dundee, the son of Wild Bill Dundee, uh, who basically uh, tried to make his son have sex with someone from the time he was like ten years old. Basically, it's very disgusting. Very disgusting. What happens when you combine Australian men with, with the s- Deep South? Yeah, Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I didn't want you to learn any of the good stuff from Australia or the Deep South. We're just going to focus on the ignorance. Yeah. They're
1: bad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to teach you any of the skills that we have here, like fishing or hunting. I am going to teach you this. Women aren't people, neither are blacks. Whoa. Accurate. Anyway. Cool. Back up to Michigan. Georgia That's going to be
2: this whole episode, is John saying that? That's what he thinks. That's my <laughs> political
1: views. Cuck, cuck, cuck. <laughs> all of you are cucks. Um, you guys are snowflakes. I don't understand why a snowflake is a bad thing. They're all individuals, beautiful. Yeah, because
2: it's everyone pretending to
1: be like they're an individual you're not, all right? You're not
2: a key. Okay? Anyway, George Amelsteele first came into the business as
1: the student under a mask managed by Gary Hart. May I say Gary Hart? How do I say this? I don't think he did touch kids, but he has a <laughs> weird energy to him anytime he's interviewed where he's just like, I just love wrestling so much. It's all I He got. looks like the devil. He looks like the devil, but is the nicest man. And it's a weird thing where you just don't trust him because of his face. But like, yeah, there. I was watching the WCCW documentary, uh, the tragedy and triumph of world class championship wrestling. Yeah, and he full on just starts bawling when they start mentioning Gino Hernandez because he yeah. tried to get that guy off of cocaine and Gino Hernandez. But I feel
2: like that's what Gary Hart was in the eighties was just
1: like the only guy not doing coke at a coke party. Yeah, he's the only guy not being doing like, coke at a coke guys, party. Guys, what are we doing? And pretty much also there's a big argument to be made but probably one of the best wrestling minds that of the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like the amount of things you're like who thought that up and it was like that guy you like cheat like the Von Erich Fabulous Freebirds feud was him. Mm-hmm. The entire Terry Funk Rick Flair angle was him. The Ricky Steamboat thing I think was him. Like there's like about 20 things you can look it up online. There's a shooter interview where he just lists his ma- his favorite angles, and you're like, oh, so the ten, like, 10 of the best non-WWF angles ever. And he also never went to the Fed because he felt what they did when they expanded was against the rules of wrestling, and that's he had morals. It's an interesting thing where he was like, you went against the code, Vince.
2: But also, I feel oh. like anybody – like, that's why George the Animal Steel, I think, is one of the – Because I want to do talk about like we will progress with the man's
1: career, like when he. All right, so he's the student. Yeah, he's the student under a hood. Won't speak because he was concerned about being found out as as being this guy, which is crazy. Because he was a gym he was a gym teacher in Detroit, in Michigan.
2: It's also a little bit like if you ever read any books about uh, comedy when comedy started, like in like the road shows in the 30s and 40s. It's a bit like uh, where wrestlers would like break their own back now, and like they're all like so. They take care of their diet so well, and like are su- there's such a high standard of wrestling, and so many people are trying to do it, versus here where it's like a gym teacher shows up who's pretty fat, yeah, and they're like, okay, cool. We're putting you with this Gary Hart guy who runs a business already, and... Do- uh, what, have you been wrestling for one year? Okay, cool. Enjoy headlining Madison Square Garden. Well, no, he didn't. I want to wear, I want to wear a mask so no one knows, so finds out I'm a teacher. I mean, we understand that. We are weird carnies. Yeah. No. Can it's, I fuck your wife? I'm sorry, I had to explain this. We get to fuck someone you <laughs> love.
1: Yeah. The, it wouldn't have been George Animal Steele's wife, because one thing you gotta know about, sense one thing you, you gotta know about George, definitely a hardline Christian and had some backwards views. Really? Really? There's a shoot interview where, they, where Adrian Adon. They talk about Adrian Adon is putting on the dress, and he's like, "Listen, I don't agree with that lifestyle, but anyone can do what they like as long as they don't do it around me or my children. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they don't influence
2: my sweet sweet babies." Yeah, he's a bit uh, of a Jim Bronzel. And after I lost the fight to my son, I said, "Listen, there, little little Georgie, if you touch my guns again, I'm gonna fuck your sister."
1: Yeah. We got a couple of rules in this house. Rule number one: I fuck you. <laughs> Rule number two: See number one. Now, <laughs> the thing about George is George, at this point, leaves Michigan to go to New York. The reason why he goes to New York is Bruno Sammartino himself scouted him as yeah t- to be the next big heel for the him. The thing we
2: didn't explain about the the student was he was under a mask, Gary Hart. He played a wild man character, and the student was basically a way to uh, was a way to explain like, oh, Gary Hart. Is teaching this guy how to wrestle, and that's why he uses like super brute strength. And uh, Bruno liked him as the like he liked that wild man character, and also like it's a guy who Bruno needed to wrestle people who were bigger than him, but not much. Yeah, he it's one of those things because he is like a small, he's huge, like the Bruno San Martino is
1: massive. But he's not the tallest guy. No, he's a he's a thick, small man. And the yeah, thing also yeah, yeah. with Bruno is, Bruno is amazing in that he is so over and made so much money in this time period. He basically never worked. He hasn't worked since the '80s. Yeah. What name one wrestler who's comfortably been retired for thirty years and like shows up occasionally to sign an autograph because he likes the ethos of Ring of Honor? Yeah. But like that's it. He's done nothing else. Like it's not like he's like. Also a real estate agent. But it's just because he invested wisely, got a golden handshake from Vince Sr. on the way out as he was dying, stuff like that. Like, he had a piece of the New York Territory, really protected his image, and was really smart. And bringing in George Animal Steel at this time against him was an amazing foil because it was also a brute-strength animal represent against the all-American, the American dream. Italian immigrant comes to America. It's a clean-cut, like like well-living, vegetable-eating guy. I know you're all going, well, that sounds a lot like how Hulk Hogan was. Yeah, every territory basically followed the same route of putting the baby face over. Yeah. If you look at it, Bill Watts always used a black guy... Perfect. Uh, they always used a black guy who like jive-talked the white audience, but then brought, brought in the black audience to spike all the towns because that was the bigger population in all the places he booked. Yep. Crockett would always use Ric Flair because they wanted to, they wanted to convey a big city image because it's North Carolina, so they have a bit of a chip on their shoulder still being considered the th- South, even though they're a big population base. And then Memphis was just Jerry Lawler, and they're like, we like to fuck teenagers. He likes <laughs> to fuck teenagers. <laughs> um, Let's and- get some blood on some
2: 13-year-olds yeah. going. It's a Friday night. Yeah.
1: Put the blood in the cut and the blood in the cut. It's a terrible song <laughs> that's really popular on on music stations when you walk into chicken shops. It's called Blood in the Cut. Okay, cool. It sounds like Blood in the cunt, which is about periods, which is something Jerry the King hauler has never seen in any of his wives. No. Uh,
2: I heard a dirty rumor that you just turned 15, the cat.
1: Get <laughs> off TV. Yeah, get out. Get, get off. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Take your, je- your jeep and your disgusting age i'm going to go watch
2: school of rock again i yeah. love <laughs> <laughs> i love the movie school of rock so is this something really jerry lawler has actually said that he really likes no. the movie school of rock uh, jerry lawler i don't has not really like spoken on any of the weirdness
1: that i that makes us Oh, so uncomfortable. Uh, Jerry, uh, George's Animal Steel also, by the way, all this time is a gym teacher. So he was also an attraction, which Bruno Martino also liked, which meant he would come in for the summer. So that they would build a program that they could hotshot. And they would only do it in one town at first. So they did it at first in Pittsburgh before they did it in Madison Square Garden. And so allowed it to grow. And like Bruno would refer to it, the commentators would refer like the animal was this close to getting him. This is also the beginning of him like attacking the turnbuckles. Yeah. Which was originally a way to reveal the the steel buckle on the... um, Yeah. Joining the ropes that you could then hit someone in the head with. Which is something that they used to do all the time, which I still think they should bring back in.
2: Yeah. But I mean, everything... Yeah, they used to do that all the time, but it's kind of like in the late 90s you went to a point of no return with like people kicking out of like because now people kick out of fucking everything yeah it's ridiculous like uh, off the top
1: randy orton's just been shot in the face one two kick out
2: yeah exactly like cena does an aa styles kicked out and then he did a top top rope aa and then he like cena's finishing move now is seven
1: aas (laughs) yeah he had seven aas and then he shows them his house and he's like i got a cigar room why get on the mat Get on the mat, baby. Also, I've been watching the network. I watched a bit of an episode of Total Divas. Oh, yeah. I oh. got to say it right now. I've never seen a man... John Cena, in that show, every time he's on camera, I've never seen a man whose face is more interested and whose eyes are just like, I've worked too goddamn hard to be goddamn here. And it brings me back to George the Animal Steel. George the Animal Steel always was very honest that wrestling was not his big fucking priority It was coaching football. He was a very decorated football coach. uh, For yeah, he was Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Michigan Hall of Fame. Uh, Was amazing. Now, what then happens? Bruno goes away. Vince still wants to use him, and because and but they want to transition him into being more of an animal and embracing it and going towards a cartoon style.
2: Well, we got to address this too. Is that Vince Senior likes the character of George the Animal Steel is an animal in the ring.
1: But then he He's like... He's a verbose gentleman outside yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. He's like... It's like... His character was Beast from the X-Men. Yeah. Essentially. And it's it's throughout Throughout because- like the 70s and 80s. And it's very important too and- that he is a part of this... Like obviously the Vince Senior thing um, as being like a long-term heel that can, turns into a baby face in that territory. Because that is how... Not unlike Andre, that is how he's almost like a legacy guy, like because he's a legacy guy in that like all
1: these new guys come in It's promotion in the '80s Arnold and it's Scotland, yeah, Captain Lou Albano, uh, Andre the Giant, a couple of guys are sort of with like under that sort of banner. Like Roddy Piper came in after, but you could see mm-hmm. like who is sticking up, and for you could see that with the. With the star I mean we're
2: jumping a bunch of here, but like Jump the, that gun. Alright, well the rock and wrestling thing. Who's in it? Hogan? Yeah. Of course. Piper. Big star. Piper? Gotta have Piper, right? Cindy Lauper. Cyndi Lauper, you gotta have Cindy Lauper. Gotta have for some reason have her husband, David Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> but who are the peripheral characters? Animal Steel. And an Albano. Yeah.
1: Because you want, A, you want people to, like, wrangle, and also, who do the, who in that territory, out of all of those people, will the diehard fans recognize? Yeah, that's George true. the Animal Steal and Captain Lobano, because it's also, this guy was a terror for ten years in the New York Territory, Yeah, and then they turned him face, which, like, and this is, again, something I was doing some reading about, like, sort of 70s, 80s territory, that actually wasn't something that was done that often. You might be a face in one place and a heel somewhere else. But it was like a massive deal to turn someone like, face to heel. Like they In Texas, they brought Gary Hart in to do that for Chris Adams after he had a massive falling out with them because they were like, Gary Hart's kind of the only guy that we, could make, that we could sell this with. And in the WWWF, or right after it was now the WWF, when they switched to Animal Steel, it was a really fucking big deal. And they had him with Nikolai Volkov and Iron Sheik and him in a uh, six-man tag at the very first... Saturday night's a main event. What's up? YOLO. Um, and it was him against the US Express and I think I think it was Steamboat. Ooh.
2: I like that we our Mike Rotunda episode wasn't usable, but we're still talking Rotunda. We gotta
1: talk Rotunda. Ugh. he's a, he's in everything.
2: He's a crossroads wrestler, baby. <laughs>
1: We'll do a Mike Rotunda episode either
2: next week or the weekend,
1: and we will be drunk again. I'm only discussing Mike Rotunda after uh, of beers.
2: That guy has one of the greatest chins, chins, and stories about how he accepted a gimmick and why he accepted a gimmick
1: ever. I'm a bo- I, I got a boat. <laughs>
2: big, big. That was a big tease. Big tease. So um, yeah, all right. So we're so talking peripheral characters sp- around rock
1: and wrestling. You're I, talking about when uh, George so, Steel turned face. Turned face. They switch him over. This is also, by the way, after about a year and a bit of Vince McMahon Jr. slowly dumbing down the character. He went from doing these verbose promos yeah. to Vince. And this is the beginning of Vince's personality coming up being like, you're an animal, so you don't speak English. <laughs>
2: well, that's the thing where Vince is like, everything's bigger. Like The difference between the Bruno character and the Hogan character is really... it's. Hogan's bigger. like, And I don't mean
1: like no, I,
2: size. I mean like everything's bigger. Like You're an animal. His then dick. You're not kind his, of an animal. His you're arm, a yeah. fucking monster. If like you're the
1: Ultimate Warrior, you're wearing a fucking sleeveless duster yeah. and you run.
2: Which is weird because now that I think of it, Dave Batista had the nickname The Animal and his character was also, like, he basically was an updated George the Animal Steel. <laughs>
1: In like in every way possible. <laughs> no, but like, all right. He, did he ever have a stuffed animal named Mine? Because that was my favorite <laughs> as a child. By the way, that's what warned me to George Animal Steel. Because when I was like three or four, yeah. Um, my mom used to be a nanny, and the two kids that she nannied, like my mom stayed close with them, and uh-huh. they were watching. Like the son really liked wrestling. And he showed me a George Animal Steel match, and like, I was maybe three or four, and I re- my mom would. T- I don't really remember, but she was like, you were fucking terrified. And yeah. then he, then Captain Lou Albano showed him the stuffed animal and he was like, I'm calm now. And I was like, okay, I'm cool with that guy. <laughs> um, but that's the, that's the thing, right? Like the,
2: the, the, transition into from maniac to like cuddly. Well, they did it very slowly
1: over a year. It was also as a time where there, it's a new influx of fl- fans. Apparently though, like I want to say this, that the, they, the they first do an interview with yeah uh, the first promo of how they get him to do the do, do,
2: do, do thing. Yeah. Cause he just like does it sarcastically and Vince is like, yes, yes. That's what I like. But here's the
1: thing about George Steele and his timeline, by the way, of 1986 when he's transitioning from being a wrestler to um, uh, being a road agent mm-hmm. is one of the best insights into the WWF and how it works. Because this is a guy who worked for both sides, worked for the territories, but wasn't bitter at all. Loved yeah. his wrestling and loved the money he came from. it. But he, and what he would say was he would go, we went from being fights that were predetermined to being a soap opera. I used to refer to it as as, as the ring turned. So instead of any conflict being about, I want to be the champion, I got to go through you, it became about, I want your girlfriend, or I want this, I want that, and it became a lot more cartoony. And he went, all the guys who couldn't adjust refused to be cartoony. I wanted to make sure I had a good retirement that I could spend with my wife, so I was cartoony. And he's the reason Bruno came back to do commentary, because Bruno literally was like, showed up one day to talk to Vince, he was doing all this cartoon shit. And then he watched George do a promo where he was just going like ah ah ah, oh, 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 oh. you're the worst of it, and like ruined the like ruined the promo. And he's like, I can't believe it. But like Bruno came back at solidarity with George. Yeah. Then we be and once he becomes a face. And the other thing is, people don't really know
2: who Bruno San Martino is in this area
1: because but- once Hogan comes in, it's this weird factor of Hogan comes in and everyone's memory is erased weirdly, but.
2: You still get these 80s matches because the other thing about Bruno is don't act like he didn't also come in because his son was also a wrestler. Like Dave Martino oh, yeah. tried to be a wrestler
1: and it would just be the thinnest chest in professional wrestling. <laughs> that guy clearly was trying. Have you ever seen someone who'd like you can work out, but you just can't develop your body? Yeah. And by the way, George claimed that that's why Bruno came in. I'm not saying that that was necessary. I'm sure it was also Bruno was like, we'll give you a lot of money to wear a sport coat that inexplicably does not fit you. <laughs>
2: Well, all right. So, Bruno, but Bruno would come in, and he would get to get these crazy pops, and you'd just be thinking, like, I don't remember this part of the show. But like, you're watching it as an adult, and you're just like, I don't remember the very plain guy who everyone went insane for, because everyone else like George Hamilton Steele. Like you said, he adjusted, he made his character exceedingly not plain. But I just, I do want to say this, like, on this topic again, legitimately, the Batista character. Now that I talk about it, was it's like an amazing theory. But it was like two thousand, the two thousand. I'm talking like two thousand six, uh, where he's like, evolution's breaking up and initial push Batista. Yeah, initial here. push Batista, because it's the eloquent promos and then like him going nuts in the ring. I mean, he's not as good as George was, but no, and it's at like at like selling the fact that
1: he's an animal. And it's whatever. also Triple H's weird thing where he's basically treating him like a fucking chair. Do this, Dave. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. one Raw, by the way, where they try to get over that Triple H when he wants to fuck with people will call them by their real names. It's a very weird thing that I remember watching because it's also around the same time where he one times calls Shawn Michaels Michael, and it was supposed <laughs> to be controversial, and it's just annoying. That was the worst era of Triple H. That, white, the worst era was like... White, guy, yeah. uh, white Boots Triple H is my <laughs> cum. White Boots Triple H was very bad. Um, All right, so we're gonna talk uh, a bit more about the Animals. Deal. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Macho Man Randy Savage feud. Yes, we're gonna talk about when his players discovered he was a wrestler and why he had to stop teaching. Uh huh. We're gonna talk about him transitioning into a road agent and what his job basically was. Uh huh. And we're gonna talk about what he's been doing since. A little movie called Ed Wood. Maybe you heard of it. Yeah, I haven't. Drop the microphone. in Ed Wood. He's the true Hollywood Hogan. Imagine he was the third man for the NWO. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been just the most... George Animal Steel's biting
2: macho man's dick. Oh, my God. He just
1: ate a turnbuckle for no reason. That actually (laughs) would have been so good. Do you understand that that actually (laughs) would have tied up that feud perfectly if for no reason at all, George the Animal Steel was the third man? He's the third man. Well, he could
2: never have wrestled John because he has a disease disease. that we're going to... Damn it.
1: Yeah. Has colon removed, just like the way Dylan should. After the break. Ooh, what a break we're having!
2: Oh, such a good episode of the Wrestler Review again, ladies and gentlemen. Please rate and subscribe for the Wrestler Review. Of course, you also want to review it. Please review our podcast for the love of fucking Christ.
1: And also, guys give us some money not with a patreon nope or some sort of naughty amazon link
2: we don't want you to give us money for a goddamn nothing right here's what we want you guys to do we both have comedy albums please buy those comedy albums on our website thejohnhastings.com that is john's website and dylanagot.com. the a is for awesome i'm an awesome guy dylanagott.com thejohnhastings.com please buy our comedy albums we
1: love you. Please make love to us in our beds while we're naked. The A is for Atherton. So George the Animal Steal. <laughs> the year is 1986. Because basically, Macho Man Randy Savage is in the Fed on his tippy toes. Mm-hmm. Talking to Brendan Burns last night, and he pointed this out. Macho Man Randy Savage always just walked on his tippy toes because he was really short. And I then watched like four Macho Man Randy Savage massages. It's very true and very off-putting. <laughs> That's really weird. But he was
2: also, he had a problem more like in, he only really started doing steroids in like the late 90s.
1: That's what I thought, but no, actually he was doing steroids all throughout the 80s. The reason why he did the retirement match with the Ultimate Warrior uh-huh. is that him and Elizabeth wanted to have a kid to try and save their marriage. Oh, okay. And uh, so he had to get off steroids and that's why he came back and he was wearing the the shirt as well as the yeah, trunks yeah, yeah. because he didn't feel his chest was developed enough because It's one of those things where he was also an older guy, so he let his his body went a little bit because he wasn't as active, Uh and so he couldn't get it back. So that's why he started wearing the tops. Also, as it turned out, one of them's barren. Which one? I don't know. (laughs) Elizabeth. It's for sure Elizabeth. Majumdar. The PAFO. The Papho genetic line. That they're fucking. They are fertile. They're going to drop some popos on you. They will. They got fat loads. <laughs> Macho Man especially. Fully grown man loads. He has thick, slim gym loads. Like, mm-hmm. Peter North shoots ropes. Macho Man <laughs> Randy Savage launched fucking mushroom soup <laughs> slim gyms at <laughs> Peter people. Peter North shoots ropes. All right.
2: So we want to talk about this, uh, the wrestling boom. And I do want to say this. it is, it's kind of speaks to how disposable wrestling is now. That, like, we're going to focus mostly on the wrestling boom, George, because you have to understand wrestling for from what would it be, 67? The entirety of his career, really, the 19 years he's in the ring, wrestling is so much just about like that month's show. Yeah. And it's really like you can get away with having the same storyline in like all these little towns for like four months where you can just do this match, you know? Because George uh, talks about this in some shoot interviews, but he talks about how he doesn't really uh, write anything out before his matches. Um, And that came in uh, weird when he was doing uh, stuff with the macho man who, like, scripted out everything. Yeah, he
1: (laughs) felt that it was inappropriate and went against what you're supposed to do when it comes to wrestling, which I kind of actually... I see his point. He's just an old school guy. Yeah. He also disagreed with a lot of the.
0: um...
1: He also disagreed with a lot of the um, tactics in terms of like the cheap tricks and pops and stuff like that that people would use to get heat with the crowd. Like his view was, bad guy does something bad, good guy comes back, and you can see that it's an interesting clash of of styles when he goes against Macho Man in how that they put that feud over because it was supposed to be a single match.
2: Yeah. I think George just kind of caught fire cuz he was kind of like what people thought wrestling was and he was also so fucking different. Like Like why is George I wanted to ask this question. Why is George the Animal Steel mean so much to people A and B? Why is he one of the indelible
1: images of what a professional wrestler is? I could explain why he means a lot to people is that he basically provided He's basically playing a giant kid that was running around and able to beat people up. Yeah. It was incredibly unique compared to everyone else. His look is so strange. He's this bald head with this fucking super hairy body and an inexplicable green tongue. How'd you get at the green tongue, by the way? Just ate a bunch of chlorets. Yeah, it's so gross.
2: It sounds weird, but he... Uh, a, he could have used uh, food coloring. Yeah. B, um, it's weird that he didn't die of diabetes. <laughs> well, I guess it was kidney problems that finally... Uh, Toppled the the man mountain
1: rock. He was eventually he was basically just bleeding from the inside for Jesus a year. Christ. Like isn't that fucked? Yeah man. Well I mean also when
2: he first got the Crohn's think- disease that's how they explained it. He was like well he's like yeah I thought I was slowing down just because I naturally slow down when you're older but apparently I was bleeding from the inside. Yeah I was so, bleeding to death on the inside. Crohn's disease by the way uh, I I have uh, known someone who's had it and it is fucking scary shit. Do I know that person? Uh no I don't think so. Good. <laughs>
1: I would never associate with such a weak person. Yeah, I don't want to know anyone who has any shitting
2: diseases. But like, why? So he's the indelible because he's the big baby.
1: He's the big baby. It's also it was just such a weird, unique presentation. It was also one of those yeah. things where they. He use- looks very much different than ever. Like, and it's also he's it- the
2: only wrestler other than him with a hairy back. I can really remember is A Train, and then that became they tried to make Albert uh, intimidate monster, but the his story became that he had a hairy back, and that's funny.
1: <laughs> it is very funny, and I completely agree um here's the weird thing my deck. it's a great dick um not in the original wrestlemania oh yeah i think he's referred to but he's not on that card which is an interesting thing because he is a big star but he was just left off yeah it's interesting what makes people a star i just wanted to expand like i i think it's a it's a confluences of things of a lot of people a lot of people's parents probably remember him i just uh-huh. remember because he was also it was a unique presentation package like, no one else looked like that. No one else was sort of eating the fucking ring ropes and shit like that.
2: I guess every wrestler was kind of halfway attractive, and George... Like, every wrestler, everyone else on WWF television at that time was a attractive, or at least younger, because Vince, remember, always had the thing where it's like, if they're 35, fucking cut their head off. Like, yeah. Unless like, their
1: name is John, ooh. or Randy,
2: No, or but Dave. like, 35... You Watch, like, guys who are 35 and over, they get transitioned and it's funny because yes. now it it results in them being more over because they're only seen once every four or five months but they they transition to this like kind of like this is, i do runs now i do runs again it's a territory to me again you know like yeah I'm, it's I'm, old school. i'm back a couple times a year for a couple months and then i lose to whoever or beat whoever um <laughs> you know um so i think i'm yeah, and he just looked a lot different because it's, it's it's a weird thing. It's also the... When a wrestler passes, it's a weird thing who remembers them. Like, we did not have as many Nicole Bass tributes on our timelines, I will venture to say.
1: I did, but that's because she was my first first love when it came to Jackie.
2: <laughs> like, who... Which wrestler can you say that you thought would... Like, who's passed away... Who, which wrestlers have passed
1: away in the last couple of years where it's like, like China... When the Ultimate Warrior died, it was like seven people called me on the phone to see if I was. And people that are like, like they're like, "Are you all right?" Like, yeah, I'm fine. The Ultimate Warrior's dead, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm aware. I was more of a Hulk Hogan guy. I'm actually glad it happened. If it could (laughs) have happened in the ring during WrestleMania six, we would have saved ourselves a lot of fucking (laughs) agita, quite frankly." Like when Roddy Piper died, were people like... Roddy Piper oh actually God. got to me because the problem is, is that I think I could have definitely met Roddy Piper because we had a lot of <laughs> mutual friends and I would have liked to meet Roddy Piper just so I could have uh, got him to shoot me in the face with a fire extinguisher so I could be in the same place as my hero, Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, we both have smoked cigarettes. If he just asked us to put those out with a fire extinguisher, we'd been like,
2: cool. Oh, uh, Mr. Downey. So how does the George the Animal Steal Macho Man uh, angle work, John?
1: Macho Man Randy Savage has a valet named Elizabeth. Yes. George he does. the Animal Steel wants to fuck her. Ooh. It's the first girl yeah. that he's ever wanted to fuck. Ever. <laughs> um, Can't blame him. It's also the. Uh, just to go back to also, this is the other thing I wanted to make. He was also one of the first stars of non wrestling interview vignettes. He was the first guy to be used in sketches with Vince McMahon, where Captain Lou Albano was trying to make him smart. Okay. So they took him to a psychiatrist where they showed that he didn't have a brain when he was (laughs) (laughs) x-rayed.
2: Yeah, there you go.
1: And you like that, don't you? He doesn't have a brain. He's a fucking idiot. So he doesn't have a brain. There's another one where... um, Oh, what was it? Doesn't have a brain. Doesn't have a brain. They electroshock him, and he becomes really smart and starts quoting Tennyson. And then... um, (laughs) And then, but they they shock him too much, and he gets even dumber. That's where mine (laughs) came from. Mine was his stuffed animal that he was his friend. Mine, mine, mine. (laughs) Um, Then there was, uh, and that also, by the way, is when he was outed to his students and had to stop his last year of teaching. He knew he had to stop because he showed up on the first day of uh, tackle training or whatever the fuck. And they were just like mine. And the entire team stuck out their tongues and was all green. And he was like, he was like, ha 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 fuck 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 it's very fuck.
2: interesting that he would like football that much but not he just wanted to do both
1: like i guess it was money like, he it was uh, it was it he and he was honest about it he, he made a shit ton of money from wrestling 2 months of the year like the other thing is yeah. he was also such a major attraction his first time doing being a full-time full run wrestler was when he entered into the Macho Man program interesting like he was always just a part-time guy who would show up when it was the um Fucking off season. I got it. Off season for um, high school football. And then he finally that realized sense. he needed to um, do something else.
2: So it was the first woman he ever wanted to get a little slice of her
1: cunt. Uh, he and to get that dicky sticky in her stupid slit. First things first, mm-hmm. uh, Macho Man Randy Savage immediately jealous. Uh, second things, George did not help it by continually saying every time I pick her up, I look. At her underpants. <laughs> this is a Christian man in that shooting interview where he tells that story. By the way, he had already said, "Not sure how I feel about gay people, but it's totally fine being like, if I am near a woman who has underwear on, I'm looking at those underwear. <laughs> Do you have a pussy? That's for my eyes to look at. I'm an animal in the sack." <laughs> um, him well, and Captain Lou Albano. And the by other the way, stuff where were, it's
2: like. Uh, where he was like grabbing her by the ankles or something, like he was gonna try and it t- was the, take her out of the that uh that whole angle. Uh, Macho Man and he grabs Elizabeth and walks off, and then Macho Man apparently went, "Well, what do they think he's doing with her?" Yeah, like that was that's how nuts he was, and he keeps being like, "I think he loved, he just he just loved his wife." They also put it's like I wasn't there. Stories about like Macho Man locking Elizabeth in a closet. Yes, like, and
1: Animal Steel, because he was very much involved in this, also talked about that, and he was like. And he's he's an interesting guy because he's he's clearly he has a teacher energy so he's like understated in this calm simple yeah, man. Yeah. But he's like, well, it was pretty rough in the locker room back then, and it's like, oh no, <laughs> that's not good. What are you trying to say,
2: George? <laughs> it just must have been weird, right? Uh, I don't know, man. It's just that the macho man, uh, George Steele. Uh, Elizabeth thing always kind of creeped me out just because it was like you could tell Macho Man was and George Samuel Steele actually has a really good theory where it's like Macho Man was nuts and like a lot of times I kind of like it scared me Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's wrestling so you can't have people that aren't
1: insane Mm -hmm. so you have people that aren't insane it just gets boring he's right yeah like and and it's also it was an amazing dynamic he was transitioned out of it because Vince wanted a more strong like a weird thing to say, but they wanted a more fast-paced matches on the lower card, which also really pushed by Pat Patterson. So he, and he also, George was slowing down and couldn't really work the necessary pace, so then he they rolled Ricky the Dragon Steamboat into the feud as well. Mm-hmm. And so then they made it Steamboat with George the Animal Steel. This was also the first time that him and Vinny apparently had a very big falling out, because George the Animal Steel, who was a local celebrity in Michigan, when they're going into WrestleMania three now, uh-huh. said like no, fuck you, I won in that match. And apparently Vince was like, nope, not going to happen. Oh. And uh, and that's apparently why also George the Animal Steel, you could see him sort of towards the end of the match is a big sort of spot where he's running around with Elizabeth, uh-huh. and the cameras don't necessarily really pick it up for a minute, and then they go to it eventually, and apparently that was not supposed to happen, and he was just like, fuck ya. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's so many, yeah. There's so many stories of uh, Macho Man just going nuts over Elizabeth, and I think the reason the feud works is a because of the real jealousy. That anytime anyone like like George Animal Steel, is gonna fuck your girlfriend, that's not gonna happen, yeah, buddy. Like I want it to, and <laughs> want to be cacolded by the animal. Uh, I want to braid his back here. <laughs> it's both wild men. They're both wild men characters. Different and ways. it's this kind of weird thing where it's like Macho Man plays this fucking crazy guy. It's super menacing, and George has now transitioned into like a character where he is like a child. Yeah,
1: he's this little baby with a stuffed animal. Yeah, who at the next WrestleMania doesn't get in the ring for the Battle Royal?
2: Yeah, and he wants to take a woman, and he wants to drop a load on her.
1: Yeah, I need to mine, mine, mine. <laughs> Ooh, nutting. Um, by the way, the reason why he didn't get in the Battle Royal um, was because he. Um, hurt his knee at a house show the night before. Yes. And they were like, oh no, you can't work the match. And just being a money whore that he is, he's like, no, I'm working the match. I'm not getting in the ring. <laughs> of course he is. And he just stayed on the outside. I think he ate a turnbuckle. I can't remember. Because he understands that you don't need a
2: title. No, you're an to attraction. To be an attraction. He's an attraction. He What's knows that is that is he's been an attraction his entire
1: career. He knows his worth. Him and Roddy were both fucking amazing at just being there so over and never really had a title never really like never really needed anything and i think that those are something that the wwe needs to study is making guys who the fans are just excited to see outside of a wrestling capacity mid card if you will per me mid card they have no mid card they have no mid card, but it's not mid card because you could have put, like, George, if you had a heel champion, you could put George in as a contender for the belt, and you kind of know he's going to lose, but you're like, I want to watch that match.
2: Yeah, one of the people who's like, yeah, exactly. Like, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was this as well, where it's like Hacksaw Jim Duggan won most of his matches, and everyone loved him. He was super over, but at the same time, you kind of know he's never going to win the title, and, it be- and if you're a heel beating Hacksaw, it does mean something, you know? He's he, just like a fun, he's a fun, it's just a fun baby face yeah, character when, you know, that they, then can lose to like the big monster heel. When they had like, Yokozuna hurt someone
1: big, the person they picked was Hacksaw Jim G- Duggan because it's also not someone they had seen, anyone had seen get hurt. Yeah. Um, George Animal Steel then transitioned into being a road agent and was apparently kind of the fucking buck stops here, don't fuck with me road agent. Yeah, of course. Um, also, was one of the few people that was really like telling Pat Patterson to fuck right off. Apparently,
2: because <laughs> it's a weird dichotomy where it's like, on one hand, he's the fun baby face. but on the other hand, this guy was a football coach and a wrestling coach. Like he was a wrestling coach and like, so he no, he's not fucking taking shit. It's a
1: great point.
2: He's actually. a football coach. that's allowed like like uh, I I don't know if anyone out there has played football, American football. I have. I'm not gay, <laughs> but like. It's just it's just halfway army training, yeah.
1: And they like just they just walk ha- on your stomach and be like, "I'm walking in pudding, gentlemen." Yeah, it's halfway army training run by anyone who is a football coach. A man in his thirties still smokes, but his wife doesn't know. <laughs> B is actively trying to hurt teenagers. <laughs> I remember when
2: concussions are like character building. I mean, every football coach I had would just have a like a hat super low on their head. So there's like you could just see a bit of shade and then their eyes and then chewing gum like they wanted to fight the gum. Like they want to fight you. But the only fucking thing I can do is take it out on this shit ass gum. You know know why we're here. (laughs) Why are we here? You know why? And Do they would say, left.
1: I don't want your life. I would say that to them
2: <laughs> all the time. Varsity Blues, bro.
1: You know, I've never seen the end of Varsity Blues. I always end it when I see that <laughs> one in the whipped cream bikini because it's time <laughs> for my own movie. Uh, It's time called Shooting
2: Loads with John Alone.
1: Also, that fat guy in Varsity Blues, you know what happened to him? Dead. yeah very much dead <laughs> <laughs> um that fat guy from all those teen movies is dead now i have to say this about george the animal steel and it's very interesting to see all the tributes paid to him now that he's dead no one really seems to have a bad word to say about him and also like people like hulk hogan and like all those guys like he's a weird sort of pioneer slash everyone kind of looked up to him slash he was you said it perfectly he was the coach and in the back by the way he then went on to be a road agent for a variety of things, and was one of the people that uh, was elected to be in the room when they told Andre he could only work in tag teams. Really? I don't know if that's true, but that was hinted at in a shoot interview and discusses that he was one of the people that was like, all right, Andre, like apparently didn't have a lot of time for the boss and his bullshit. Because, um, <laughs> again, yeah. if you're a teacher and a football coach, you're like, oh, that guy drank eight bottles of wine again, and he was like, it's undisciplined and unprofessional. If that man was my running back, he'd be doing burpees right now.
2: <laughs> yes yeah, same thing. People don't, you only think of the person as like, because George the Animal Steel also, or he had like a very like gentle way about him. You can see it in even the shooter interview, it's a very gentle way about him. And he's lucky, and it sounds weird, but he's lucky in the fact that when he got famous as a wrestler, he could kind of do one-offs all the time uh i mean obviously crohn's disease had a big impact on it but like whenever he came back for like a little spot people were like oh he still got it because what did he have like he just looks bald and old there he looked bald and old when he came back you know
1: yeah like and he and he weirdly it's not like
2: when kevin nash comes back and you're like for one second you're like diesel and then you see him walk and you're like diesel ah! If Diesel falls down. He can't. They just have to shoot him. Yeah.
1: Don't fall down, Diesel. You're leggy waggies. <laughs> Your leg- you're leggy waggies.
2: <laughs> it's just a very, yeah. He's a he's a very like, as far as being a wrestler goes, he's a very. This sounds obvious, but he, like he's very like casting call wrestler. Where it's like, Vince has his idea of how wrestling goes, and then he kind of inherited George, and George kind of like. During this whole thing, made gave himself a really strong spot, because if you think about it, he's only really that sounds weird. He, tail end of his career is when he's active, with all this stuff. Um, it's only like two, three years, but he makes like an indelible image on it because he's there. He's one of the key characters right at the boom, the wrestling boom.
1: Yeah, he's and he sticks in your head. He's also like wrapped up in the Cindy Lauper stuff. He's an amazing performer. I'm sad to see him go, and it's also nice when a wrestler dies of natural causes. I will throw this out there. That is very good. Nicole
2: Bass, I did not look at uh, how she died because uh, Daddy don't want to know. It
1: wasn't a car accident. I'll tell you that much. That uh, 50-year-old died in her sleep. Uh, that's not good. Uh, not good at all. Also, George the Animal Steal has colon removed, which is something I've recommended you do because you can't stop putting penises in it.
2: That's not true. That's I true. can stop. But you choose not to. I, I could stop any day, John. Um, I could stop any day. What's your favorite thing about George the Animal Steel? Eating
1: turnbuckles is the best spot. <laughs> you, I'm sorry. You really get remembered that eating turnbuckles was fucking awesome. It's if you. I watched clips of it this morning. The first thing I did when I woke up this morning, have a cup of coffee, and there are compilations, and you can see the frustration on the referee's face because that fuck's got to clean it up. Yeah, and, and like the crowd pops like they do now for Brock Lesnar coming back in 2012 when he would do it. And there's one at WrestleMania 2. When he would eat turnbuckles, you mean? Yeah, when he eats turnbuckles. And he just walks in the ring and just eats a turnbuckle. And Jesse the Ventura's like, it's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking awesome.
2: Yeah cuz he would uh, challenge he would tag with uh, JYD all the time and it would just be like the mid-card children are going insane
1: like <laughs> it was like yeah. give these give these adorable boys the tag team championships. JYD such an interesting one because he's in the south where you'd think that he'd be treated as like all right boy pick up the bags and in the south he's a legitimate badass like comes back yeah. from being blinded by the free birds and the crowd love him so much that a guy jumps the barricade, takes out a three fifty seven Magnum, points it at Michael Hayes and goes, don't worry, dog, I got this.
2: <laughs> he also, but that's the weird thing, whereas Jay Junkyard Dog tagged uh, with uh, Captain Redneck Dick Murdoch, a card-carrying member of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. I mentioned this several times on the podcast, but yeah, Dick Murdoch. D- Dick Murdoch, Ku Koo- Like he Apparently he handed Tito Santana... A card that said, uh, if you ever need anything, and it was just Dick Murdoch, Ku Klux Klan. And Tito was like, ugh, <laughs> like, <laughs> why is, oh, I, I thought I was kind of different. Turns out in this world,
1: I'm extra different and unwanted. Oh, wait, puppy. Dick Murdoch, again, it's been talked about on the podcast before, would have been the NWA champion, but in the middle of the ring, he just went, whoop, 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 and did the running in a circle thing. Okay. Best thing about George the Animal Steel for me? Bring it on
2: green tongue you like the green tongue he can i just say by the perfect fully formed gimmick for children he really was the first and most effective kids character uh during that time i think that's honestly that's probably the best thing he's fully formed like i I, he's a full and it sounds weird but like here's a guy who's not doesn't care about being the champion Absolutely, and that is
1: such an asset to him. During not that time? only doesn't care about being the champion, doesn't even need the fucking intercontinental belt. Yeah, doesn't need fuck all. And I also understands want wa- him to yeah. be the champion. What I want him to do is, I want him to get his fucking stuffed animal. Yeah, and go. Yeah, you just want him, he was like one of those guys that you just wanted him to be
2: someone's friend when you were a kid. You were just like, oh, protect George, he has no brain.
1: What we're trying to say is we want to be friends with the disabled people when we were 11. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's you yeah, yeah, yeah. most
2: related? I mean, I related to people like the Macho Man, people like Ric Flair when I was three. But I'm assuming you <laughs> a lot with <was> George Daniel <laughs> Steel.
1: No, I related to Cindy Lauper because we were both flying true colors.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I related to Macho Man because I'm like, oh, as he's fucking
1: protective of his I related to of the his slit. War because we were both the same. We had the same body at the time.
2: Oh, really? I related to uh, fucking I don't know some guy getting his dick sucked <laughs> in the crowd. In the crowd. In the crowd getting his dick sucked. That's who I relate to as a fan. Oh,
1: constantly Do you getting. Even that someone's been conceived during a George the Animal steel match in the in the crowd. I just feel like the New York fans were a lot more polite. Like if you said polite, like compared to the they fu- would research your fucking like compared wife's to the, name, but compared to the South, where it's like the trick with walking to the ring here in Dallas is don't get stabbed. Will they stab you? <laughs> yes. I think it's more like, I think
2: performing in the South for a wrestler was like fucking nuts. And but you were like, oh fuck! They like really got th- up, but uh, we're so over. And like I feel like I have a job. You know what I mean? Like so over, and you get to tell that fucking story. That's a crazy story. And then working in the uh, the north is just like snarky people. Like yeah, the f
1: w c w if WCW had won- some reason like oh, won the Monday Night War, and then re- well wrestling would be dead now. Really, I don't believe it would be. It would be TNA level.
2: Really, I I think it would just be like it would still be like. Gus is mad at Rick. See him fucking fight it out, buddy. What's the worst thing about George's animal Steel?
1: No finishing move.
2: He did have a finishing move Ham- as uh, the yeah. It's weird it? to be like he's an animal and then he tells a shoulder story because that was the thing. Yeah, because that was the his heel character was that he's still like he's an eloquent technician. Yeah, but he just turns on this animal thing. Versus, yeah, he had no finishing move. When we were kids, he had no finishing move. His he would eat a turnbuckle and then get beat up by the Macho Man a ton, and then somehow try and fuck Elizabeth.
1: Yeah, I just that his in ring style during his hottest period was just really lacking. Like it would have just been nice if they gave him some moves that weren't just like lick himself. I think that it's better that he didn't have any moves because I think that
2: him having like a move. Uh, eliminates the character they were going for
1: which was essentially dumb man gets beat up yeah but dumb like Eugene had more of a defense than him and Eugene technically was supposed to be stupider
2: Eugene also was playing a character that they couldn't have had back then which was the ultimate fan like he was playing the ultimate child fan character where his move was everyone's move Right. Uh,
1: by the way after we talked we talked about Eugene on the Microtunda episode which I then researched who pitched Eugene as a character uh, Vince McMahon It was Nick Dinsmore Really? Yeah He pitched it himself There's said, a man who knows what he was getting at Eugene had a great run Eugene had a great run up into a point But the problem was is they were going to turn him heel He was going to reveal that he it was a fake Yeah And he it was a fake out by Eric Bischoff But Eric Bischoff ended up leaving And also Eric Bischoff was a little uncomfortable That he, they were going to present the fact that um, He had someone in his family who would be a fake Riri just to make people upset, which is better than how he was presented on television, which was "this is the shame of the Bishop family." Someone who's <laughs> a little dumb. It's very interesting that Bishop. Would
2: well, that's well. the other thing. The other thing you want to think about uh, is that they already, like I said before, they they had a South Park episode with that exact premise, and they also had a Johnny Knoxville movie with that exact same premise around the, the same time. It's probably where he got it from. Well, I mean, yeah, they uh, like. It sounds weird, but. They had a comedy movie that they stole from a South Park episode. I don't know how that got through the phase of like being like, this is just a South Park episode. And then they got uh, and they also had a fucking yeah wrestling character. Man,
1: Olympus and Fallen and White House Down are the same movie. Yeah, I guess it goes through those things. It happens things. all the time. Yeah, Thin Red Line and Saving Private Ryan and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Thin Red Line, by the way, no one talks about how good that movie is. Because
2: it came out with Saving Private it's Ryan. It's fucking great, though. I'm going to say the worst thing about George Hamilton still is that he's dead. I mean, I don't know, you have finishing moves.
1: But I don't think it's good
2: that a man died.
1: I am cool with it. If you don't have an asshole, you don't deserve to live. Because how are you supposed to fart? I have an asshole. His polar wife had to clean his bag. You wanted his wife to clean his bag? No, I'm assuming he could clean his own No. Bag. Just because you have an asshole doesn't mean you don't have hands. I got news for you. If you're the kind of guy that openly like, listen, I disagree with the lifestyle, but he's an okay guy, I guess, as long as he didn't actually do that, there is no way you're cleaning fine, your own cloth bag. That's fine with me.
2: You're fine with his totally wife? Totally fine. His wife had to clean that up I hope that man should never touch his own poo. Women should touch your poo. <laughs> Women should touch your poo, and they should talk to me and call me about it. How was my poopies?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How were they? Was it a solid BM, or was it ropey like Peter North? cum? <laughs> we should mention this. He is, yeah.
2: like uh, I got a fat he Wasn't right.
1: He wasn't Ed Wood, as you said. He was to played Tor Johnson and Ed Wood. Yep. And i got to tell you, not acting at all. He is just playing... just. George the Animal, he's just playing himself. When you see him speaking, you're like, oh, that's just who you're playing. <laughs> you're playing George the Animal Steel. You're playing Bob Myers, who's learned some lines. <laughs> but the reason why they got him, and it's a great point, is he looks exactly like Tor Johnson.
2: Yeah. He looks like, I think that's honestly one of the, This is it, He it's one of the underrated things about George the Animal Steel, is there's two... There's two basic schools of thought on how a wrestler looks. One is Hulk Hogan, and the other is George Hamill Steele, because that's how wrestlers looked in the 70s. Broad-shouldered, like just a broad-shouldered, ugly guy who you wouldn't want to fucking, you'd make fun of behind his back because he looks weird.
1: My asshole agreeing with you.
2: But then to his face, you'd be like, Oh, hi, George. Please don't cuckold me. Anyway.
1: Do not edit that fart
2: out. I will edit everything out. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Give yourselves a big round of applause for being a great audience.
1: We're one year in to our great experiment of talking... One year in a week. Talking about wrestling controversially with truth and also...
2: And I'm going to do this uh, right now because we did do a poll a while ago before we started our one-month-long Hulk Hogan Hogan. journey. Um, But the guy who overwhelmingly won the poll... To be the next person featured on the Wrestler Review
1: is La Parka. I know it's weird that it's La Parka. I can't wait to talk about the chairman of WCW and then the guy who had to be known as La Park in TNA. <laughs> people were like, La Parka. Yeah, I love La, La Parka. Has
2: I think three people said Shawn Michaels.
1: Good. I don't care about Shawn Michaels. I fucking hate him. La oh. Parka crushed Shawn Michaels. I truly believe that I could kill a man and I still deserve to be in heaven more than Shawn Michaels. Wow. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, like, actively. Did he have gay sex? No. He actively fucking, like, he was like, oh, hey, Sonny. Is that your boyfriend? Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Suck this dick. I guess I will. Go smuggle me pills. All right. Oh, I've had a baby with a woman named Whisper. Blow, blow, blow. Pills, pills, pills. I'll throw this out there. It's not only his fault that he had sex with Sonny. Yeah, it is. He raped her.
2: Okay. It's
1: not true, but I'm. (laughs) I'm (laughs) Women
2: are dumb, and you can just have- fuck them anytime you want. That's what John thinks.
1: That's not what I think anymore. All right. Thank you very much for your time rating.
2: Guys, Guys, give a round of applause for John Hastings. If you're uh, you're listening to this on podcast, give a big round of applause for John Hastings. And you want to
1: throw an applause out there for Dylan Gott. Also, guys, I'm doing a non non wrestling related stand up show March 27th through the 29th in London at the Soho Theater. If tickets are, if tickets are, tickets are actually selling. So tickets actually selling. come and 20- see. March 22nd to the 29th, Soho Theater, London, England, United Kingdom, England. Come see the show. It's actually funny. I talk about a time a girl vomited on my dick for quite some time. That's not good. It's great. That's what a man man does. Opposite day on opposite day that's what he does Um, come do it Dylan would come to the show but he's not invited I'm uh, gonna be in Canada uh,
2: and I'll have some stuff to promote hooray March 4th at Angel Comedy I'm doing a preview if you guys wanna see me bomb thanks very much for listening like i said third time round of applause round of applause for john round of applause for dylan gott this has been the wrestler review please listen one so it's every sunday this is one year and one week and you know what that means next week's la parka <laughs> next week's la parka bye bye
1: ay, 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 ay.
2: excuse me
0: you, you, Dr. Sigmund if are going to administer shock yes, treatment? She, it's going to be the most shocking thing that you ever saw. And that is good. Bring out the animal, bring him back to intelligence. I will raise the level of intelligence to the brink and beyond to genius. <laughs> And you're going to allow this doctor to perform shock treatment on your man. The doctor was highly recommended to me, and I believe that the doctor can do it. I have complete confidence in the doctor, and I'm going to trust the, the brain of George Steele, the medulla oblongata. I'm going to trust that in the hands of Dr. Ready? Sigmund Ziff. Go ahead, doctor. Do your stuff. Right. George, George, I have for you a surprise. I didn't hate George, what I'm going to put it. Hey, no, 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 don't worry. George, 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 George. George like one it. thing watch the watch. Watch the watch. You're watching the watch. The watch. You see the watch clickety 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 click He's under. Okay. Now, very quietly, very, very quietly, we're putting on this hat. It's a good size nine in You've got to be kidding me, oh, Mr. Albano. Oh, oh, no, oh, easy, Mr. McMahon, easy. Watch Ready? these things. Ready? We turn You're the kidding machine. me. No, you want to tell me. He knows what he's doing. George, I give you a little bit of shock. I mean, just a little bit. <laughs> look, look at that. that. Yeah, that's you? coming up, George. You should feel wonderful. George, look at the intelligence in his eyes. The, it. Look the at bubbling it. is coming up. It's <laughs> coming up. It's working. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yeah.
1: me, it's working out. Oh, George is smiling. Intelligent smile, George. Say, say, do, George, George, animal. Animal. Face out the animal. 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 Who? We got it! <laughs> George, I speak to you, George, you want him
0: with I feel so good! Now I give you more. More of the treatments. Up, up,
1: up. Just in! Say well, something intelligent.
0: Say something intelligent now, George.
1: How now? Brown down. Oh!
0: God. Oh, skin! Oh no? How no? I Listen. give him more! I take sure him up, get him. You sure he's gonna give him more? Up! 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 Up in the way. It's going! It's higher! It's good! It's coming! It's wonderful! It's coming! But what? What's happening? Up? What? What's going on? George! You've got to cut Wait that off! George. George! Wait, Doc! Wait, Doc! George, you're Wait, Hey! Hey! Doc. Hey! Okay. hey! Hey! Go. Hey! Go. Hey! Go. Hey! Go. Hey! Go. Hey! Go. hey!
2: Go. Don't Why you away. quack you? Yes, ma- Me what expect, have you done? Quack, I, you I, quack you animal I, doctor, you veterinarian! I have three degrees What the you of from Boston College and I get the third degree from the You Baltimore. got a degree from
0: nothing!